Welcome to the Um Yeah Sports Podcast with John and Chris, where it's unapologetically just about the sports. We're glad you joined us. Let's jump right in. Hey there, how's it going? It's going well, how are you? I am doing well on this Friday, January 7th episode of the Um Yeah Sports Podcast. Man, I can't believe it's January 7th. I know, right? And it's really cold outside. It is cold, yes. Super cold. (laughs) It's gotten colder. Uh, So uh, we've uh, been watching a little basketball here and there. One question I have for you um, is, you know, is is it even possible for a team to have a perfect game, a full perfect basketball game? Uh, I mean, I don't think so, because when you think about it, with the NFL is the only sport, but uh, the only sport that the offense and defense are completely different sets uh, sets of guys. Right. Everything else, your offense and your defense, and you're sprinting up and down yep. the field or court, depending on what sport we're talking about here. But for basketball, a lot of t- you get a little bit of a substitution. Some guys come in and out, but there's only like 15 guys on an NBA roster, so sure. there's not a whole lot of movement you can do. So when you th- look at it. When you look at the stats of an NBA game, the reason you can't point to stats um, as far as like steals when they're the points, like kind of the breakdown by quarter of points, is because the uh, the points come at such interesting times. You have to watch the full game to understand exactly why a team won by that many points because all the stats look so similar, and that's because you can't have a a game where you don't have turnovers. Uh, for the entire team you can't have a game where you're shooting the ball perfectly every time you can't have a game where you're perfect on defense every time every possession every play because the game moves so quickly and there's there's not snaps there's not possessions there's really none of the things that you get when you get in the NFL so you look at it when you watch a lot of NBA games you'll notice that teams are really good for a little while and then they're really bad for a little while and then they're good for a little while and it's about whoever's in the fourth period playing the best basketball that team's going to win 95% of the time unless it's a blowout yeah. in the first few quarters and that's just because basketball is a completely different animal but i mean I'd, I'd, like um i guess you could um, a case study of this would be kind of the Boston Celtics who i looked at their last 3 games and each time they would start out really hot and then they get really cold, and then they really they started either falling behind or the lead for the team got even bigger, and they really couldn't regain their footing, and their defense was being switched around and changed up a lot, and they really couldn't find the correct middle ground to be able to stop these teams for long extended periods of time. Now, certain teams are better at start, uh, stopping or having defense play better and then offense play a little worse and then switch flip-flopping, but with the Celtics, they've really struggled with kind of keeping it pedal to the middle of the entire game and kind of making sure things happen the way they're supposed to happen every single play and keeping the same amount of momentum and the same uh, physicality throughout the entire game. And I think that's a lot to do with how uh, players just get worn down over and over again because they have to play so many minutes that eventually they just get tired and their game gets off. And then the other team that's been waiting to break through can finally break through. We saw with the Knicks last night when they um, ended up winning by, by game winning three. So I think it's one of those things that for to answer the question, I don't think there's a way that you can have a perfect basketball game for the entirety of it. I just, I've never seen it happen and I've watched a lot of basketball. Um, I've never seen a team play super great throughout the entire game 
and so I think it's it's an interesting it's an interesting thing. I I just don't because when you look at the difference between the NFL and the NBA, there's obviously a lot of differences. Yeah. Um, but when you look at like the differences of like turnovers and of uh, time of possession, all these things and uh, defense and stuff. When you talk about the NBA, you talk about turnovers. You're like it's normal for them to have five, six turnovers uh, a game. In the NFL, it's like that's a bad thing if you get more than one. So there's a lot of differences. But I think in particular, um, one of the things you have to look at is um, I just don't think it's possible to be able to do that. And I, I think a lot of teams that we've looked at have these problems. But certain uh, certain teams have the ability to um, play play better at not letting both parts of their team digress at the same time like the defense is either really good or the offense is really good and I think one of the biggest problems for the Celtics right now at this point in the season over a pretty I mean a decent uh, sample size is they can't seem to get both offense and defense clicking at the same time and therefore they start to fall short a little bit in certain areas but yeah I think that's I think it's an interesting question and something interesting to think about but yeah I think that's kind of my my think uh my uh, take on it all right. Well, let's shift gears back over to the NFL and football uh, as we get into the playoffs here. I think we got one week left, week 18, which is yep. a little weird to say. It is, right? Week 18. Um, but uh, we've got some things happening with, uh, with Tampa. Uh, looks like we got Leonard Fournette back at practice is that right yeah a lot of guys for the Tampa Buccaneers are finally kind of coming back and that's getting good it's the right time um, a lot of them won't play next or this week because of obvious reasons try to get them fully yeah healthy, which is but... a concern right because you've got the team you've got you're trying to prepare you're trying to get ready for the playoffs you're trying to get chemistry and then you've got guys coming back that you are tempted to want to just throw in there right well, I mean, um, but they haven't been getting the reps. They haven't been. They need know. to be healthy for playoff time because, I mean, they're playing Carolina Panthers. So, like, yes, that's it's, I, I, with the pieces that they have right now, they can beat Carolina. They're already locked in the playoffs. It's not like that's going to be. Yeah, a but major it's also issue, about getting ready for the playoffs, right? Like, I think they're fine as far as getting ready for the playoffs. This group of guys, it's not like they're rookies or uh, guys that just came in a year ago or whatever. Or I guess some of them are, but the, it's not like they're these guys haven't played a big sample size of games together. I don't think they'll miss a beat, um, even if they don't play in this particular game. I think they're that good and that great together yeah i think it's just a big positive to be able to see them coming back to practice and get back into form because that's the biggest question we've been asking on this podcast is will they be healthy because if they're healthy this tampa team can you know be uh kind of hang in there with the best of the nfc but if they're injured this team could be destroyed by pretty much any team in the NFC, uh, particularly in the in the playoffs, especially with these teams that we have right now. But if they can get their defense back to 100% and their offense is lagging behind even a small little bit, this team will be perfectly fine because um, the defense we saw in the Super Bowl, we saw in the playoffs, we saw in the regular season, this defense can carry this offense nine times out of ten without much of a problem at all. They're that solid. Um, and I think the offense, it just, does a great job of correcting things that need to be corrected. Tom Brady can lead back, uh, lead this offense to a touchdown uh, with pretty much any time over a second uh, left in the game, and he can use this offense and march him downfield, get a touchdown, get a field goal, do what he needs to do. He's led comebacks this season, I think, like three or four times. Just it just didn't even look like it. He tried that hard to get that comeback, and that's something that's so great about this Tampa Buccaneers team. They might not have the best record in the NFC or anything like that, but with the pieces that he 
he has and how injured this team has been to still have 11 wins this season yeah. is super incredible because well let me wait let me ask you a question then so in uh, most of the stuff that i see out there aaron rodgers is uh sort of the the lead candidate for the mvp this year um what's the difference between him and tom i mean other than the fact that Aaron's won one extra game. <laughs> extra game. Um, you had something up on the um, yeah, sports, um, dot com website uh, where you have a stat in there. 63 passing touchdowns with zero interceptions. Yeah. I mean... In he, the red zone, Tom Brady since joining the Bucks. 63 TD passes, zero interceptions. Yeah, it's not like I get uh, Aaron Rodgers is flashy with being able to use Devontae Adams and they can make all these completions and these plays and they got one more win and their team seems like the best team in the NFC. I get all that. But when you look at a team and you look at Aaron Rodgers led Green Bay Packers and you let it look at a, uh, a Tampa Bay led by Tom Brady, I think you see way more in favor of Tom Brady because you look at it like you mentioned that stat. But he's also having the biggest games of his career as far as yardage, big game plays, passing touchdowns. All this stuff is like the best of his career in the last few seasons. And he's playing at top-notch football that we've seen him play at in years. And he's the oldest he's been uh, since he's been in the league. So, And also, like I mentioned, the comebacks he's been able to have, the ability to use the pieces that he's been given no matter what and be able to orchestrate touchdowns with or game-winning drives with guys that that are even backups but behind Chris Godwin and, uh, and um, Mike Evans, guys that, that you probably didn't even hear of before, and then all of a sudden he's using them to get touchdowns. So he can use anyone, and he can use them skillfully and bring out the best in them. And that's something that's even really, uh, really kind of inspiring about him. But also, like, his ability to use to find the open guy, to be able to lead his team back to victories. I think what you look at, it, I think a lot of people get lost in the – big blowout wins and the big um and the big yardage games and the big flashy plays that we kind of just take for granted the fact all the variables that have stacked up against this Bucks team that they've had to overpower week in and week out players coming and going players injured players out on uh, health health and safety protocols but but Tom Brady's found a way to win and basically all these games and when they've lost they haven't lost by all that much I mean even in that um the the Colts game where the the, the Colts were absolutely smacking the, this Bucks team they came back and they found a way to win with with some injuries and some uh, some holes in their in their lineup and, the, and in their roster so I think when you're looking at it is is it could Aaron Rodgers win the MVP reward yeah he probably end up probably uh, probably will but we look at it who's the MVP on the field like who's more valuable who's the more valuable player right, to their for team. their yeah. team sure and you look at it it's Tom Brady Aaron Rodgers is good and he can use his pieces to the to their maximum but who's getting them in positions to succeed who who's been able to uh, comebacks who's been able to get a, a big chunk of last season and even into this season with all wins and then stumble a little bit and then correct his team and get it right back to where he needs to be. Who can turn around a franchise like the Bucks were into a Super Bowl champion and even a possible back-to-back Super Bowl champion. So I think when you look at it, there's so much to like about what Tom Brady has been able to do. 
And he hasn't bailed on this team. He's had a leadership for this team through the ups, through the downs, all the field issues, on the field issues. It doesn't matter. He's stayed a leader on this team. So even if they don't win, if Tom Brady doesn't win this reward, you know, I really do believe he should statistically because there's tons of stats you can find on the internet that support the fact that Tom Brady should win. I think Aaron Rodgers will win, and it's a shame because Tom Brady really should get a little bit more drive than what he's getting, and he should not be, like, I think... The biggest thing, like I mentioned, it has to do with um, with the, with um, Aaron Rodgers' big flashy plays and the way he's been able to use Devontae Adams. But I think what's taken for granted is what actually happens on any given uh, game. And the fact that Tom, uh, Tom Brady hasn't led it, as many blowout victories might hurt him a little bit in, in, in that race. But just as for like I mentioned before, I think just based off of play, I think the Bucks would go with Tom Brady nine times out of ten because that's what he's been able to do and that's how valuable he is to this team. So MVP reward might go to Aaron Rodgers, but MVP on the field, most valuable player on the field, that would go to Tom Brady. Yeah. Well, then the only the only one that matters is the one that's happening on the field, as far as I'm concerned. I'm, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So the playoff picture on the NFC side is fairly well set. Uh, we have a wild card slot still remaining open. We've got two teams vying for that. For that spot, the 49ers and the Saints, what do you think is going to happen here? Yeah, so I looked at the Saints are playing the Falcons and the uh, 49ers playing the Rams. You remember back last time the Rams and the 49ers met, the uh, the 49ers decided to run the football and dominate the time of possession, and the Rams really couldn't do anything offensively. Tons of drops, tons of miscues, really did not look great. You fast forward to now, um, this team's chemistry is built. OBJ has come into this team. He's been able to kind of keep his own there. He's shown that he can be a, a reliable target. Him, Van Jefferson, Cooper Cup, those three guys have really led this offense well. Matthew Stafford needs to clean up a few interceptions, get those out of his game, and he's also been playing really well. Don't force the ball downfield. Don't do anything that's too risky uh, in in this game. And I think the I think they'll be fine. But the thing is with this this 49ers team is. Jimmy Garoppolo might not be playing. It might be uh, Trey Lance as their quarterback, which means Von Miller and Aaron Donald can have a field day because this is a rookie guy going up against a really good defense of the Rams. I think the Rams' defense is their strong point. I would say the offense, but Matthew Stafford's a little bit of an issue. He's got some interception and some uh, reading the defense issues he needs to clean up. But a really good defense for this Rams can take full advantage of Trey Lance. They just need to bait him into some coverages, kind of make everything a little bit hard to read, and then just get after him and contain him into the pocket. Secondly, you can't let him run the football like they did against you. That's, I think, probably a one-time deal. I think this this Rams team is going to come back angry. I think they're going to come back as trying trying to dominate as much as he possibly they possibly can the uh, the line of scrimmage. But then you have to worry about Debo Samuel and Ayuk and all the wide receivers that they have on the in, um, in the secondary or in the in the wide receiver core. So there's that whole feature. But then you look at the Saints and the Falcons game, and then you're like. Oh, well, that game's going to be interesting because both of those teams aren't great. I mean, Taysom Hill can do a little bit of leading the offense. He's had some good games, and then he's had some bad games. You really don't know what to expect. Alvin Kamara could have a really good game, or he could have a, a, I mean, a more interesting game. Uh, it just depends. I And then it depends on what type of Falcons team we get. Do we get the Falcons team that comes out dominant, or we get a Falcons team that isn't going to be dominant? So there's a lot more questions to be answered in that Falcons-Saints game, 
which could be the advantage for the Saints and give them ability to win by a three-point margin. Um, but as much as I'd like to say, I, I just don't know who you could pick to get into that slot. It's going to be one of those things that's going to come down to the last few minutes for both of these games. Yeah. Uh, because I think they're both going to be pretty close. I think the Rams are going to be angry. I think they're going to be hungry for a victory over the 49ers. And just to say they beat us once, but we were able to throw them out of the playoffs, so we won that technically. But I think – I just don't – I don't trust the Saints uh, enough to be like, that's the team that's going to win. Because, yes, they've got some really good pieces, but then the Falcons on the other side of the ball, they've had their fair share of struggles, and you really don't know what to expect. But if I had to – and then you can't really root against the 49ers in any way because yeah. of that. But I just, it depends on which quarterback you trust more. Do you trust Taysom Hill or do you trust Trey Lance? And honestly, tough call. It, 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 both quarterbacks are super unexperienced. But I'm going to go 49ers because the 49ers have way more good pieces in the, in the wide receiver and tight end de- uh, department than the Saints do. And I believe Trey Lance can use them to the full advantage. So 49ers make it in. All right, there you go. Awesome. Well, thank you for hanging out for a few minutes, yeah. talking some sports. Listeners, if you haven't done so already, please subscribe by pushing the subscribe button. That'll let you know when new episodes are available. It'll also let us know that you are out there, which is super important to us. So thank you for listening. Thank you for riding along. Stay well out there, and we'll talk soon. God yeah. bless. See you. See you.